You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Rossvogel, your host and team performance pro. This is episode 299. I have a really interesting guest today who I am looking forward to learning more about, and I'm sure you will too. Laura Patricia Martin. She is a trauma specialist and founder of Healing to Happy, a global movement activating women to clear trauma and find freedom in mind, body, soul, and bank account. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. I am a trauma survivor personally. And um, so you are doing important work and far too many women are. So tell me what, tell me a little bit more about your work and the impact that you're making in the world. Yeah. So we specifically help women that come out of traumatic experiences, step back into relationships and relationship with self. Um, Personally, that's exactly what I went through. I had big T trauma, little T trauma, and it started with a whole bunch of health issues that I tried to bypass by beginning like hyper focused on it. Like, oh, if I don't actually deal with my trauma and I just focus on dieting and getting all this other other external things correct, somehow that will go away. And that's, as we know, not true. Um, and I found my way. So I started with IBS anxiety. I became a health coach. I started public speaking. I lived in Asia. I did all that kind of stuff. And no matter how perfect I got my diet and, you know, quote unquote, doing the checklist of my morning routines, my body and my soul just never felt in alignment and my relationships never really matched. Um, and I was in domestic violence and it kept repeating these cycles and, you know, always broke and, you know, running a trauma response business as well, even though it was successful, it didn't feel right. Um, and it wasn't until I finally moved back to the States that I just realized like, this isn't working, like financially it's working, but like in my soul, in my body, in my mind, it's not actually in alignment. So burnt that whole first company to the ground. <laughs> Not really though, like expanded on it and then started to study trauma, study relationships, get into that field. And that's where I found alignment and built basically Healing the Happy 2.0 to really help women step in and men. Like it's, it's all people when we can actually understand that our trauma is not our truth and we can start to move out of this phase of quote unquote, identifying only as a survivor and actually shift into the space of like healing and stepping ultimately into the space of thriving, our life will step into alignment from there. And, you know, mind, body, soul, bank account relationships, all that kind of stuff starts to flow a lot more naturally, which I'm sure you can speak to as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, I noticed you make, you're making a distinction of um, survivor versus why? I, I, I felt like you were, you were yeah. making that distinction. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So when people go through trauma, I think the first badge of honor that we get is survivor. I've done it. You know, it was, I got out of domestic violence. I overcame eating disorders, sexual assaults, addiction, you know, and it was, I'm a survivor of blank. Right. And for a while you, and it's not to say that's not a thing. We are all warriors and that's, that's a part, but when we want to shift from survivor into, I have another part of my story from this, you know, and now like when people meet me, that's not necessarily, even though my work is in trauma, you wouldn't 
necessarily know that's part of my story. Whereas six years ago, that was like my badge of honor, something I wore with pride. And it still is just like, you know, I don't know, Girl Scouts and you get all those little badges for all the little things that you do, right? It's still a part of your journey. But once you shift out of that and it's like, and now what can I do for the whole of humanity because of this? How can I go from this healing phase that comes from being a survivor of doing the deep work of really revisiting the origin story and why this happened and what this means and regulating the nervous system and dismantling that story and then shifting into building a resilient future. So you get into that thriving state beyond the story of what happened to you. It's more so now, what are we doing? What are we creating? How is this transcending us into the next evolution of who we're ultimately meant to become because of this? Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So it's, it's putting it in putting into practice or be like kind of, it's not your identity. It's a piece of your journey, but it's not your identity so much. And there's not as much focus or emphasis on it. I'm thinking back as you're talking to, and this was quite a few years ago, but I made, you know, there's the vision board and we make a vision board, but this was different. I made, um, same size, like this big, you know, thick poster board, but the left side of it was who I was in, in the trauma, Mm -hmm. like what was life and all of that. And then I had this jaggedy, I don't remember what I used, but like it was jagged, um, to, to make the other section of the board. And that was who I like the true me, Mm. like who, and the trauma side of me was smaller than the other. And, but I felt like, yeah, there's more work to do. So to me, it became this really powerful visual of my progress, but also, you know, I wasn't all the way there, but, but like, uh, and, and it, and it helped me, I don't know, maybe, you know, with your work, talk to this, but it also helped me. I don't know for you, but for me, I felt like there was like kind of traumatized me and then real me, there were two, two me's. And so it helped me to visualize the difference kind of, and then celebrate real me. Mm, I love that. And it, it is so true. We get because of trauma, right? Like, and it doesn't have to even be big T trauma. Trauma is just when an emotion is stuck in, stuck in your body, right? So we can have big T trauma where we have PTSD and we have triggers and responses, but we can also have trauma from like, I don't know, food poisoning or like some type of car accident that was like just minor or, you know, heartbreak. That's a big one. These things can get trapped in our body and therefore we live in protection mode. I want to avoid whatever pain that was. And so therefore I built my personality around this protection, right? And so you see this, right? Like when I came out of domestic violence as a child, I'm a very, I and I am very much this too now, but like very bold. I love to be on stage. I want all eyes on me. Like I'm just this like, you know, everyone look at me. I'm a double Libra. We love pretty things and we love to be the center of attention. But after domestic violence and sexual assault, I realized all eyes on me meant trouble, right? And so I started to shrink myself in, in size. I I lost 45 pounds, which was not healthy, which led to the chronic um, health issues. I stopped using my voice as much as I I do now. You know, I was afraid to be seen because that meant, oh my goodness, something bad will happen. And so dismantling that exactly what you said is, is looking at that and being like, who am I really before the trauma? Right. And, and we do have to look at origin story. And that's kind of that helps us define the purpose and to understand why this happens so that we can build up internal strategies so it no longer happen. But also we don't want to. And this is the difference between like therapy and mentorship and stuff. Right. Like I found in therapy, it was perfect for me to understand origin story. Why did this happen? What's my family history? What was I surrounding myself? What is my internal belief systems? Things of that nature. But then there's also that part where like I found in mentorship and coaching where it was like that future tripping, future seeking, really looking 
looking at. And now it's my story after this without having to continually revisit. Like when I was in Al-Anon and CODA and all these support groups and 12 steps, I felt activated every time I would go back because I'm revisiting that part of my life that I'm trying to move away from. And so it's, it's kind of this point where it's like, we need both, but we get to a certain point in our trauma healing where the origin story becomes less and less important and the future narrative that's being written becomes the most like that's the highlight that we focus on more of. Yeah. So you're bringing back visuals again of what I felt was one of my, I don't know if I'll call it a turning point, but something that I definitely wanted to celebrate because uh, I came out of domestic violence as well. And but so I was at a point and this was again, quite a few years ago, uh, 2013, I think, or 2010. I'm forgetting now. But anyway, I was in a healthy marriage with someone who supported me, respected me, loved me, all of that good stuff. And still am. He's amazing. Um, but I, it was my second book launch and he helped me pick out the dress that I was going to wear. And he, we were at the store and he pointed to this bold, red, long, dress with a little train, something I never would have considered or even glanced at for really any event to, you know, how you were talking, like to be the center of attention, to be that bold, all of that. And it just hit me like, wow, this is what it's like. This is how he sees me. And this is how I need to see myself. It's okay to be back and be bold and have a voice and all of that. But I just remember the triumph of after that event, I wore that dress and just celebrating, you know, being in a relationship with myself and with my significant other in a place where I could boldly wear that red dress and just and just speak and be. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so beautiful. And to have that mirrored back to you, because sometimes we don't see it, right? Especially coming out of trauma, we have these like trauma glasses. Some people live with rose colored glasses. We can kind of be in this dimmed shadow light. Like I, I created a program called Unbreakably Bold for that feeling, because after moving away from the story that we're telling ourselves, we step into this how comfortable can I get in a bright red dress and being seen in love and being seen in this confidence and this magnetism and knowing that that's actually safe in our nervous system. That's the next step, right? Like first we go through the whole survivor stage of like, heck yes, I got out of this. I'm a survivor. This is amazing. I'm so proud of me. And and that's a daily thing that you, you know, you revisit because it is so brave and so bold. And then it's stepping into this next chapter of now I'm ready to dismantle the protection that I built up so I can be boldly seen in the light that I now get to exude and create safety around that light. That's awesome. So um, the clients that you support or work with, kind of what place do they tend to be in when they start working with you? It's in that phase of they're ready to shift out of that healing phase, right? So they've done some type of work. They've gotten themselves out of it. And now they're looking to, okay, how do I step into this magnetism? right? Because a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs and they can see like, I've built this type of business, but now I'm having this block. My clients aren't really aligned or I'm uncomfortable being on camera. I'm uncomfortable being seen because of what has happened to me, right? Or the alternative, I have done my healing phase and now I'm ready to call in the love story of the ages, like you just said with your husband and to be able to receive that type of love and to be able to, you know, go out and date and not project all of my other narratives and my stories that I've built up out of protection. How do I step into this and actually receive love? So they're in that healing phase, wanting to step out of it. Great. And so you're uh, coaching them through creating the vision and taking the action steps to get there in the mindset. Exactly. And regulating the nervous system. Yeah. I, I I mean, my background is psychology, polyvagal theory, neuroinflammation. So a bunch of like brain gut. I use a lot of science when it comes to, because I'm a very, although I think in my world, there's a lot of like spirituality and quote unquote woo woo stuff, but I also love a good, um, 
I'm a very left brain person that likes to use science and nutrition and metabolism and gut brain connection and things of that nature tied into um, the soul alignment as well. That's awesome. I love that. And there's so much more information these days on the elasticity of our brains and, and all of that kind of thing, like that can give hope to the healing and visioning and moving forward. Exactly. It's it's honestly fascinating. <laughs> the I mean, I've always, since I was a kid, I've been fascinated with the human brain, um, especially that of like spiritual thought leaders. I'm like, how did you guys do this and go through this stuff? Um, but really when, for me, what I realized with, especially coming out of trauma, and I see this with my clients and, you know, within my programs as well, when we can understand that we're actually not broken and that there's science to back up the fact that everything that has happened to us, yes, shift, there has been shifts in our brains and things have, you know, become tangled, but we can also reprogram and rewire this stuff, which for me, is endless hope, right? The fact that we can cure cancer, the fact that we can, you know, have these miracles happen in the world and save lives and do this kind of stuff. It's like, whatever, whatever has happened to you in the past, you you were never broken. It was just something had to happen in alignment. And from there we get to actually shift and mold and shape what that means. And there's actual science that now backs that, which is pretty awesome. It is amazing. That's awesome. Well, like I said, you're doing (laughs) such important work. Um, You know, just, I I always say that my visual of kind of humans in general, and again, whether it's little T, big T, or just life, I feel like, you know, when you watch a child and all the learning that they go through uh, when they're taught, you know, babies to toddlers and all of that, just the enthusiasm they have for taking those next steps. Um, You know, we couldn't move from crib to walking without just huge motivation and inspiration. <laughs> and, um, but like, oh, you know, in the, in the joy and the freedom that they have and expressing themselves and being silly and not worrying about what other people think. And, and so my visual is always like beams of light shooting out of the top of their heads, you know, cause it's such like they're, they're who they are and it's big and bold. And then life happens and you feel this like cloud come over that. And it's like, that needs to, you know, that cloud needs to be gone. You need to be who you are. Mm, yes. I was actually, so before I started my first company around gut health and anxiety, I was a kindergarten teacher, right? But our, mm. our school system, I was in Thailand and I had these like little chicken nuggets. Like they were so cute, so bold, so playful. And you can notice how they walk, right? They walk with their heart forward mm-hmm. and they stand t- tall and proud. In our school, they went up to 12 grade and you can see their shoulders go in the older they get where it's like they're protecting themselves they're protecting their heart right like from a young kid being bold and proud and having your heart out and being like look at me look at all these things I'm doing teacher teacher look you know to as you get older like you even stand differently so I I I love observing children for that way because it's like how can I learn from them right how can I have my heart a little bit more forward how can I you know release the fact that something happened to me in the morning and stop letting, you know, my anger interrupt my joy and actually let my joy interrupt my anger and like start playing with life again, just as little children do and kind of start to move and navigate life in that way. Cause it's spot on. There is this light beam that comes out and it's like, okay, how can we actually get rid of these clouds? Not get rid of them. Cause life happens. And I never want to bypass that stuff, but how can we stop make, making it mean that the light won't come back? You know, how can we start to actually see that there's this duality of life that we get to step in and navigate in between and understand that just because, you know, there are clouds, that doesn't mean that ultimately there is no sunshine. There's just both. And we get to kind of learn to balance the two. Beautiful. Well, Anne, what could the world be? You know, we can just get even bigger here, but, (laughs) um, you know, what would the world be like if everyone could be being themselves and being who they were made to be and making the impact that they were put on this earth to make versus letting all the fears and false beliefs and the junk, 
you know, get in the way. Exactly. Honestly. And I think of that like with the school system and with children. And it's like, if you could just show up and be like, this is me and like what we could shift. And I mean, that starts with us, right? Like showing that to our kids or the younger generation of like, how bold can you be? How brave can you be? How authentic can you stand in your voice? Because the children, they can tell when you're lying. They can tell when you're being protected because their energy is so pure, right? So it's like, how can we start to kind of, you know, maybe you've noticed this as well. Like the more clear you get on yourself, the more you can call BS when someone else is acting in protection. And it's not to say like my biggest thing with humans and relating to them and stuff is like when you're sitting there and being like, I don't like that person's personality or I don't like that. And we set, we sit in this kind of judgment zone. It's like, what you're truly saying is you don't like the way that person has learned how to survive their entire life, because that's all your personality is. It's all your survival mechanisms up until this moment. So who are we to judge and pass judgment on these people that this is just how they've learned how to survive in this world. And if we can just have the compassion that we pray for, for other people, how much kinder can we start being today? you know? Yeah. I like that. Of course, then healthy boundaries and all that stuff. too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I'm thinking as you're talking about the kids and all of that as parents, so I'm an empty nester now, but as parents also being part of that encouragement of, of watching your kids blossom and, and look to see like where are their gifts blooming and, and all of that and encouraging versus squelching, you know, or if their life is going in a way, you know, like, or their gifting is in a way that you're worried, like, how will they get a job or make money and I want them to be rich and you know that can stand in the way and and um of them being who they were born to be and you don't know the path that their gifts might take them on so encouraging them and their gifts as well and don't let your fear of their future <laughs> stop mm. you from being that encouragement as well oh definitely for sure awesome well so do you have a current challenge right now that stands in the way of making your bigger bolder impact that I can help you with well create some mm. strategies, whether it's leadership, building a team communication, although I'm sure you're a good communicator, <laughs> but um, anything around leadership or communication mindset? Oh, good question. Let's see. I think the thing that I'm always learning to walk with duality on, and we can riff on this for the second is imposter syndrome, right? And mm -hmm. as often as I try and navigate this, it's one of those things where it's like, of course you're an imposter because you've never done this. So technically, yes, you are an imposter in this moment, but that doesn't mean this is supposed to dismantle you or turn you off. But logically, I can know these things, right? Because yeah. this is my world. This is this is what I do. But at the same time, it's like, that's something I'm learning to continually walk with. And I feel like that's just very common in this day and age. So whatever you got around that, I'm here for it. <laughs> well, tell me more specifically, are there some specific areas uh, in relationship to your business that um, where you experience imposter syndrome or are there some mindset things that aren't serving you or false beliefs that aren't serving you around specific things? Maybe yeah. get a little more specific. Yeah. So I would say running in-person events, right? So I've done this a whole bunch in Asia, but I'm just starting now to do it in uh, the US. And ultimately I'm like, I want to be the next Gabby Bernstein and da 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 da, but not Gabby Bernstein, Laura Patricia Martin. Um, <laughs> and, and navigating those type, types of things of like, who are you to run these events, right? Will people show up? And I mean, yes, it's basically sold out. There's only four tickets left. And, and my mind is like still being like, but what if it sucks? And what if it fails? Like all right. the, all the all what, the what ifs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then like in my head, I'm like, but we're doing it anyways. Like we're going, we're going with the fear. We're not letting the fear trap us, but still navigating that whole like, 
who do you think you are kind of kind of vibe that bounces around in my head for sure is alive and real. Okay. So what I love about coaching, I don't know, you probably do the same, but like, um, I love humans. We're so funny, (laughs) but like, I just hear your amygdala happen out. And so your amygdala had to find one thing that's different about what you've already done. So it can scream danger, danger. Mm -hmm. And so you're focusing on, I've done this in Asia, but I haven't done this in the U S and that's totally your lizard brain trying to protect you from something that's not going to kill you. But exactly. So isn't that awesome? I love our brains. It's so funny. I let it. And like the thing is like, I can, I can sit there and I'm like, thank you. We don't need the protection. Exactly. It's fine. We got it. And then I'm also like, and you're, it, you're, it's real. Like it's such a real fear. We get you, but you're doing it anyways. It was like for like six months. I'm like, I really want to do in-person events. This doesn't exist in Dallas yet. Da, 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 all these kind of things. And then finally three weeks ago, I'm like, screw it. Let's go put up the event. Like we're not doing yeah. this afraid thing anymore. And it was like, okay. We go awesome. Well, so you, you know, you already have the strategies around that. So, I mean, the one thing I don't know if you've ever named your lizard brain. So that can be fun just to add a little playfulness um, and personality, you know, like a personal. So um, mine is named Gertrude. So it's helpful to have like a funny name. So anyway, that might be one just a little additional strategy because I know you're doing all the other things like saying yes, like thank you so much, you know, next. And then I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not going to be stopped. But um, but yeah, just, um, you know, play adding a little playfulness to it. And, uh, you know, I wish we could shut Gertrude down. <laughs> But yeah. but Gertrude is serving the purpose, you know, but yeah. just a little misguided, no longer like fear of falling off a cliff when you're walking through the through the woods with your, you know, going after a, a saber tooth tiger. So <laughs> I love that. I always refer to mine as like, like when I was in partnership with, um, with my ex, it would always be like my little baby goddess. Like I'd be like, mm. okay, because like, if I'm like picky about something or like that, like insecurities coming up, I'd be like, Ning! and like literally speak in that voice. Cause I'm like, I know this isn't me. I know this is just like the little right. inner child in me that was not, you know, accepted and loved. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's just play with this because it's still there, but I wish yeah. it wasn't, but dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And see, and I visual mine is like, um, not, not the little child, but like truly like a, a good intended, a well-intended <laughs> smart, um, but just misguided, you know, for purposes mm. today, most of the time, because certainly you want to, you know, there are times when it's going to be accurate. You're in a back alley or something and, and uh, something might go awry. But but anyway, yeah, I visualize mine as um, intelligent and well-intended, but just misguided for today's world. Oh. And that, um, you know, and I wish it could be more specific with the way it communicates because it doesn't say like, hey, here's the specifics. It comes up with these excuses that feel like real reasons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we have to move through those. But, but yeah, I mean, you already know the thing, but for those listening, obviously it's, um, you know, we can't shut that part of our brain off. It does provide us with, you know, security and safety. It has a real reason for being there. It just doesn't always fit in today's world because it's, it's there for our survival, but most of the things that it's yelling danger, danger about, or trying to come up with excuses that feel like reasons are not actually going to be, you know, life-threatening in any way, shape or form, but yeah, so you can just thank it. Uh, the silly name might be helpful to just be more playful because you don't want to get frustrated with it. It is a part of you, but yeah, just a playful name, uh, you know, good natured gratitude, uh, for the work that that part of your brain is doing. And then, uh, move along and now I'm just going to do it anyways. Yes. Yes. For sure. I love the name Gertrude. <laughs> I love it. 
you can use it. You can use it. But, um, but I'm so glad that you're doing the events and, and yeah, again, hilarious that your, um, lizard brain is like, oh, you've never done anything like this before. Cause you've only done this in Asia and then you have four tickets left. So we all know, you know, and so the visualizing <laughs> of how amazing it's going to be and what's going to happen when everyone's flowing through those doors, uh, and the, you know, this always help has helped me with my speaking too. uh, like, you know, years ago, I, you know, I would get tripped up on like maybe a specific part of the message. And then when I finally released, like, it's not my job for people to get the impact. It's just my job to provide the opportunity and it's going to land where it's needed. And some people are going to have, you know, uh, one piece is going to be particularly important to them and other people are going to gain value from other pieces. And so it's just, it's sprinkling out there with now any of the you know, the oomph, I call it like the, the push. It's just like, I am, I'm laying it out there in a way for people to partake and, um, and it's going to land where it's needed. Mm, I just received that so fully because you can get wrapped up in your head with that, you know, like what's the vibe? How's this, how's it going to land? And it's like, everyone will take exactly yes. what they need for them. It was they need it. so freeing when I, you know, when I figured that I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I'm just going to be me. That's the other thing. I can only be me. So I can worry about like, oh, what if they needed to hear it a different way or my humor does it? Cause I, you know, I do tell funny stories and I, even though I'm talking about leadership, I share things about my kids when they were little, et cetera, cause there's parallels there. But, um, you know, but it's like, that's the other thing. Like they're here because they're looking for something from someone like me, me. And if they, if, and it doesn't land, it's okay. They mm. just need to go get their nuggets elsewhere. So all I can be is me. All I can bring is what I have. And um, yeah, I'm not responsible for how it lands. Mm, I love that. that yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, yay. I hope that helps a little bit with the amazing impact that you're making with the world. So uh, as we close, tell me what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their own impact in the world? I would say kind of what we just closed with, where you're always going to feel the fear. Like I think we wait in life or not being afraid, like quote unquote, getting paralyzed by the perfect time. I don't believe that there is truly a perfect time in life until you claim it as such. And that doesn't mean you're not going to be afraid. It's just, you learn to walk with fear. I think the best leaders in the world are some of the bravest people because they take the most risks with fear by their side, but they also have a deeper faith in their mission, their you know vision for the world and things of that nature. But if we're waiting to not be afraid, we're going to be waiting our whole life. And so if you, the better acquainted, I guess you get with your fear, the more impact you can start making right this very second. Beautiful. I love that. When I start thinking about fear and being unstoppable in the face of fear, I think of Barbara Streisand, who, you know, world renowned and she would get such stage fright before going on stage that a lot of times she would be sick, physically ill before going out there. But did we, the audience or people who know her ever even realize that? No. And what if, what would she be stealing from the world if she had let that stop her? I mean, so yes, thank you for that. That's amazing. Well, so if you want to connect with Laura, uh, she is on Instagram and you can find her at it's Laura Patricia Martin. So ITS Laura, L-A-U-R-A. Patricia, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A, Martin. And that link will also be on today's show notes. You can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab. And um, if you are experiencing um, any limitations to making your own bigger, bolder impact, 
hop into my Impact Academy. You can join for free for two weeks, full access 24-7 to tons of audio, video, PDF downloads, and um, some live video time with me. Go to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. Or here's another option. Grab a spot on my calendar. Grab 30 minutes free. You can go to myimpactacademy.com forward slash book call to grab that spot. I would love to chat with you about some next steps about how I can help you make your bigger, bolder impact. And thank you, Laura, so much for being here and for the really important work that you're doing and helping more people make their impact in the world. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. 